All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Marriage Matters with Ken and Char. We're glad you're here. How you doing, babe? Good. Ready for part two of the forgiveness cycle. This is a big tool, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, forgiveness in marriage, again, a lot of this is acknowledging what Jesus said. It's impossible in this world that offenses won't come. Gang, you're going to offend one another, and you're going to be guilty of it, and having a way to get through these many offenses yep. uh, is so important for and every he's, couple. He's shown that in the Word of God, how to get through these kind of offenses, which well, is really neat. We ha- he hasn't left us here to, you know, stumble around trying to figure out how to get back to unity. He's made it extremely clear how we get back to unity with Him, and also how we with have unity man. with fellow with our fellow man, absolutely, and especially with our spouse, right. And the only way through that cycle, we've talked about it the last episode, mm-hmm. hopefully you guys have listened to it, but it, it, once that offense comes and a relationship is um, broken, mm-hmm. the, the, the unique oneness of a relationship is broken, then the only way, there is no back door mm-hmm. to unity. The only way is to come through admission mm-hmm. of guilt and confession, repentance, and then the giving of forgiveness mm-hmm. by the wounded party back to unity. That sounded just so simple as it rolled it, off my it, tongue. Doesn't it? But it is so <laughs> hard to do for both both pieces of that. Yeah. Right? Yes. When's the last time you really confessed and asked for forgiveness? And when's the last time that you yeah. said, I forgive you? I'm just convinced that's to language. another person. Yes. We're to just not person. good at mm-hmm. coming to that language. Will no. you forgive me? No. This time we're talking about the forgiveness side of that, that thing that once it is offered, Mm -hmm. it brings us back to unity. We're so thankful that the Bible promises that when man is willing to confess our sins before the Lord, that he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. It's an amazing promise, right? Now Uh with mankind, when we offend mankind, a wife, a brother, uh, a friend, uh, it's not so automatic. It, it might not be so automatic <laughs> as it is with the Lord, but we, we get there. But this is, honestly, this is how relationships endure. Without this cycle of confession and forgiveness back to unity, uh, no re- every relationship would remain completely and utterly fractured all the time. We have to have a way back, particularly in a marriage relationship. So uh, let's talk about forgiveness. I, there's a couple points to be made here. One is that forgiveness, it, it, there's a common misunderstanding out there that forgiveness is the same as reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it isn't. It's completely different. In other words, uh, forgiveness requires only one person. Mm-hmm. Charlene can forgive me and I can willfully for, forgive her or someone else who wounds me all alone. I don't need anybody else to do that. That's what I do on my own. And I do it. We walk in forgiveness for our benefit, not for the benefit of the one who hurt us. It's so that we can move on and we're not stuck back there where I was hurt, my feelings got hurt, or I got disappointed or something like that. I I can move on. Forgiveness keeps us moving in life. Mm -hmm. Unforgiveness uh, is where we we get stuck. In Matthew chapter 18, there's just a really revealing story there that Jesus tells Peter. When Peter's questioning Jesus, how many times do I forgive somebody, right? He's a 70 times seven, like that's awesome. And Jesus tells him a story, and the, the story's about, a, real quickly, is about a, one who 
owes his master a debt that he could never pay. Evidently, the master entrusted him with a large sum of money to invest on behalf of his estate. And the servant came up with zero and couldn't pay his master back what he had given him. And he just pleads with him for forgiveness. And the master does. He forgives him his entire debt. Well, that same servant gets up and walks out, bumps into another buddy, another fellow servant, and about chokes him out over a few pennies that he owed him and showed him having just received this forgiveness of this mm -hmm. massive debt he could never pay back. Mm -hmm. He about choked his buddy out over a very small debt and showed no mercy. And that whole story ends with an exhortation that uh, that that same will. And by the way, the master, when he found that out, said, bring me that wicked servant and sent him to the tormentors, right? And the warning that Jesus gives is that's what happens when there's unforgiveness. Somehow we get handed over to the tormentors. There's nothing more tormenting mm -hmm. than living in unforgiveness over someone and hatefulness and anger and bitterness mm -hmm. and that root of bitterness sets in. And it's a, a terrible way to live. And we, I think, honey, we've known couples that seem to be okay living like that, right? right? And then you don't have to <laughs> have a confession and ask for uh, repentance to be a forgiving person. No, no. But that's for another episode. Again, it, but mm -hmm. again, that forgiveness but, is not for the, for, right. the, for the offending person. No, it's for you. It's so that the wounded person can, can move can go, on. Can move on. And it's important to the Lord, so important. I get illustrated by that story in Matthew 18, that we are people of forgiveness. Now, the right. greatest example, let's get to it. There's a great example in Genesis chapter 50 um, of what forgiveness looks like. It's, it's, it's uh, beautiful, actually. And we kind of came across this many, many years ago, probably in need in our own marriage of gaining a tool to get us through the hard times, the times where we unintentionally hurt one another and wound each other. We would get stuck, right? I, I, I recall a time that we got stuck. Mm -hmm. And this is very early in our marriage, probably about year 11. And Kenny had done something, probably came home late from work again. And this was an <laughs> ongoing thing because he was in full-time ministry and had a lot of commitments and some things you can't schedule in. And I was just done. I was just done with it. And I remember going down in my bedroom and thought, I'm not going to talk to him. I just, I don't like him. And um, I'm done. Not that I would divorce, but I could tell my heart was becoming hardened. And he quickly asked for, um, he said he was sorry. I don't know if he used the words, please forgive me. Probably not. Um, if he would have, I might not. I, well, I don't think I would have said yes at the time. Um, because I realized, we both realized that I was withholding forgiveness because I didn't think it was a sincere apology because it kept happening over and over and over again. And he knew how bad it hurt me. And we learned this whole, mm -hmm. whole cycle here in, in that one little time really did. of our marriage, because I realized what I was doing and unfor being unforgiving that that was not a godly attitude either. And I was convicted, but then he was convicted that he wasn't asking for forgiveness and turning away from what he was doing. 
that was hurting me. So it was very revealing to both of us that we weren't walking in this very well. Especially, we were not good at this. Especially in certain arenas. Right. This one hurt me greatly, and um, so it 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 was a good tool for us. It was just a good time for us to realize what we needed in our marriage in this arena of confession and repentance and forgiveness. And just so we have a, a common definition here, mm-hmm. by definition, forgiveness is the the releasing of mm-hmm. that person from your judgment. Right. That's what that is. Right. I, I willfully re- release you from my judgment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Which is, again, not easy to do. Typically, again, I don't remember where I heard this or whether the Lord showed me that. I don't know. But there was a, a time where it's so easy in the human heart when I'm wounded or hurt by somebody uh, and ag- and angry, I keep them kind of locked up in there. Mm-hmm. And I may I may l- reach in there when I'm really thinking about it and I'm bothered by what they did and I'll, I'll open the door of that cage I got them in. I'll reach in and beat them up real good and then slam the door <laughs> of the cage until I'm, I'm really mad. <laughs> until I'm really again. angry again, I'll open it up, reach in there and beat them up again. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is when you open the door of that cage, you've held them in and you let them fly. You let mm-hmm. them go. Mm-hmm. I no longer view you in regard to what you did. I release you from my judgment, right? Which is really, again, not easy to do. So this story, we want to take you just quickly. If if you're out there and you're wondering, okay, I, I need to learn to forgive better. I just am, I struggle to release my husband or wife from judgment. And again, we're talking about the common things that we all go through. There are times where, Again, something can occur so egregious that maybe a separation has needed to take place, right? Where there's serial adultery, where there's abuse going on. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the everyday stuff of life that couples get hung up over. This is a cycle that is so important. Not that forgiveness is unnecessary in those Mm -hmm, other mm -hmm. conditions, but, but it always doesn't lead to re- reconciliation. No, and again, don't confuse forgiveness with reconciliation. Reconciliation takes two people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Forgiveness just takes one. It's mm-hmm. me releasing Charlene or her me. Reconciliation takes two people working hard together to rebuild what was shattered or broken, mm-hmm. right? So they're two very different things. So this is the story of Joseph. At the end of the story, I think the story starts in Genesis 37 and goes all the way through the last chapter of Genesis. But if you you know the story very briefly, that Joseph was sinned against mightily by his brothers. Mm-hmm. They threw him in a pit, sold him into slavery. He was a, a servant or a slave the rest of his life. He suffered false imprisonment for a crime he didn't commit. At times, it was a brutal life. He never had his freedom again. Well, at the at the end of the story, the brothers find themselves down in Egypt with Joseph, and Joseph has become a powerful, powerful man. And it's time to do business with their brother. They had lied to their father, told him that Joseph had died, a beast, a wild beast had eaten him. So they had deceived the family, sold their brother. These are miserable guys, man. This was mm-hmm. none of this was good. This is big stuff. And yet at the end of these this atrocious story, right? They get it together and they get it together through this beautiful cycle of open confession. The brothers come, it says in Genesis chapter 50, and they come in on their knees, it says, and they plead with Joseph to, again, not execute justice on them, but to forgive them. Now, 
if you're the one that needs to forgive, this is difficult to do sometimes. I'm going to walk you through. There's five components here that reflect what forgiveness actually can look like and should look like in our life. Now, it doesn't need to be this dramatic in every little circumstance, but there, there's truths here that, that are really valuable to us. So let me walk through just the passage where um, Joseph comes to forgiveness over his brothers. Uh, verse 18 of chapter 50 in Genesis says, Then his brothers went and they fell down before his face. They said, Behold, we're your servants. They humbled themselves. And Joseph said to them, and I'm going to list five things here. And Sean, you can jump in anytime mm-hmm, now, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number one, in verse 19, he says, don't be afraid, for am I in the place of God? I love that. Mm-hmm. What that tells us is that forgiveness, when Sharning comes to forgiveness over me or me, her, or anyone else, it, it, right. it requires a deep humility. Mm-hmm. What, what I mean by that is unforgiving people are filled with arrogance and pride as if they had never sinned against anyone again, mm-hmm. as if they never needed forgiveness. This is what mm-hmm. Joseph said. Am I God? There's only one who's sinless. There's only one right. who needs no forgiveness. I, it's me saying to Charlene in a moment where maybe she's apologizing to me. It's me saying, honey, I've been forgiven of so much. God has forgiven me mm-hmm. of much sin in my life. Who am I to withhold grace and forgiveness from another. Mm-hmm. That's really what that means. It takes a tremendous amount of faith. It's it's uh it's not mm-hmm. it's not just faith, it's humility. Right. It takes faith too, which we're going to see mm-hmm. here in a minute, but but in this case that first statement, am I in the place of God? It reveals the humility of Joseph. Mm-hmm. Forgiving people are humble people. Mm-hmm. Likewise humble people, genuinely humble people tend to be graciously forgiving Mm -hmm. because they understand they've been forgiven of so much. That's true. Right? Mm -hmm. Number two, that was verse 19. He goes on in verse 20 and says, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. I guess that's where the faith comes in, isn't it? That's faith. So not only does forgiving one another require a deep humility personally, but it requires a deep faith. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is, even if that wound was great, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll share it. I went through a deep wound as a child, right? There was a a moment of what I recognize now as a molest when I was six or seven years old. Um, I don't know that I knew what it was then, but I, I, I do recognize that now. And coming to forgiveness includes me not only going, am I in the place of God to release that person from that sinful thing, but also to go, you know what? God is so big. Mm -hmm. He's bigger than that event. Mm -hmm. He's bigger than my wound. He's bigger than that thing. And and, and I'm going to say this, it's going to startle some of you, but I, I, I have to be able to go, it's okay. God's bigger. Not that it's okay that that happened. No. But as far as me going on in life, it's okay to go on. God is bigger than that person or that event in my life. That's the kind of faith that sometimes forgiveness demands of us. When I've hurt Charlene for the umpteenth time, honey, Mm -hmm. it's it's a matter of faith to go, Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm going to forgive him again and trust God Mm -hmm. that he's still working in our life together, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Oh, of course. 
course. It, it is. It takes a tremendous amount of faith. And some of you have deep wounds, and yep. God is calling you to forgiveness, but it it really is demanding a great faith to go, God is bigger mm -hmm. than the little wounds and the big wounds. Mm -hmm. He's able to heal. He's able to bring joy to my life and to cause me to triumph in mm -hmm. all things, in all mm -hmm. places, right? So those two things are so important to forgiveness. Again, people with, with great pride or little faith will be unforgiving people. Mm -hmm. Forgiving people are people with great humility and uh, a, a, a deep, deep sense of faith that God is bigger than their wounds mm -hmm. in life. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Mm -hmm. All right. And then very quickly, we're running out of time. So let me go through these last uh, I said there's five. Those are the first two components of what forgiveness looks like, number or what is required of mm -hmm. us to forgive. Number three is in verse 21, he says three things. You're gonna in this verse, there's three things. Now, therefore, he said, Do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. He gave him a promise. There's been so many times where we've hurt one another, hun, and and in the end, there's a there's forgiveness that's that's granted and there's a moment of admission and confession. But then there's a, a moment where it's like, we're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. We're going to win this. Yeah. I'm yours for life. You're mine mm -hmm. for life. Mm -hmm. it, it, our covenant is not disrupted here. Mm -hmm. We're continuing on, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and that's so important when you're coming to forgiveness and you're dealing with a problem between a husband and wife that they revisit that promise. Mm -hmm. We're not over. Yeah. That's what Joseph was saying. We're not done. This isn't going to end us. No, this isn't going to end us. I'm going to make a way not only for you, but for future generations. Mm -hmm. We are still intact. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, there's nothing more freeing than when I've been dumb and I've hurt Charlene and that kind of language comes mm -hmm. where, honey, I love you. You're my husband. We're, we're going to be fine. God mm -hmm. is going to keep us moving. Mm -hmm. There's I, the hope that comes in that, that I didn't damage anything so bad mm -hmm. that it's over. Mm -hmm. That promise given is such a big part of forgiveness. It is. Right? Last two, it says, and then he comforted them. Now we're not really told what he did, but I've always thought as a parent or whatever, when when my kids skin their knees or something and they stand at the door with bloody knees, fall off a bike or something, and they need me, I don't just from across the room go, hey, stop, don't don't get blood on the carpet. I'll go get the Band-Aid, right? My, I think all of us, our first inclination is to rush to them and mm -hmm. hold them mm -hmm. and hug them. And I kind of think that's what Joseph did here. When he comforted them, there was a touch, mm -hmm. a hug. I mean, how many times have you know, have we embraced right. and, or maybe prayed together mm -hmm. even or, mm -hmm. or, or held hands and prayed together or just a simple touch when you, when a couple goes through something like this and they come to forgiveness, just again, a hug mm -hmm. comforts the, the both part, right. both yes. people, right? It's hard to do sometimes. Yeah. You might not be feeling all unified, right? but it's, you're going to get there yeah, because, absolutely. because you've gone through this and you know that the person was truly sorry and hopefully won't repeat behavior. And that, right. that does come to another episode that we will go over. Yeah. But 
we're just trying to get you, this whole cycle has to be evident in your marriage if you're going to make it in an, in an abundant life in your yeah. in your marriage, that God can use your marriage yep. in your family's life and friends' lives, and in, and to give you the really the joy and peace in your marriage that we all crave. Yeah. That was four of them. It was mm-hmm. a, a be mm-hmm. humble when you're when you're mm-hmm. the f- granting of forgiveness requires that we're humble that we have a deep abiding faith mm-hmm. a promise mm-hmm. revisit that promise together mm-hmm. your marriage promise until death parts mm-hmm. us right mm-hmm. and and then and then it says he comforted them we're big advocates of some point a hug unites people a touch there even if it's a hand mm-hmm. on the knee it says babe we're going to make it here mm-hmm. we're going to make it right. And then fifthly, it says in verse 21, he spoke kindly to them. He got his mouth moving in the right direction. This is hard. This This is is hard hard for a lot of people because they like to rehearse. Sometimes rehearsing needs to happen in some sorts of um, fractions in your marriage and disunity, uh, depending on the, the severity of it. Yeah. But all in all, you have to get your mouth in the right, in direction, the right direction and not continue to yeah. picture a, a year goes by mm-hmm. Joseph passes Simeon or Reuben in the hallway there in the palace and says, Hey, have a good day, Simeon, you know, but don't ever forget what you did to me a year ago. Mm-hmm. Don't ever forget. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what it's talking about. Mm-hmm. I think he got off his little throne there. He hugged his brothers and he began to speak uh, hope to them mm-hmm. and, a future to them, revisiting that promise. This is all really important stuff. You know you're forgiven when there's close touch again, mm-hmm. right? We're not sitting across a divided mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. We're unified that way. We, we both know nobody's going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Our promise, our vow is intact, and we're speaking kind words to mm-hmm. one another. Which we should be speaking kind words to each other. <laughs> All the time anyway. Hard to do when you're wounded, yes, though, right? Yes, it's very hard to do. Right? Very hard. So there you have it. I hopefully, I hope that we just hope this helps so much. Uh, yeah. These are, these are just tools, again, to get in your bag and uh, being quick to admit, quick to confess, quick to forgive. Couples that really spend a lot of time unified, that you look at them and they're, they're tight, man. Trust me. They're ones that have gotten really good yes. at forgiving each it's, other. It hasn't been problem free. Right. And that they, doesn't they, exist. They might have cut off some problems in faster than others because they they are walk have a close relationship with the Lord. Right. It does come down to that, of course. That's you have to have two people that are willing and wanting a relationship with the Lord and with their spouse to achieve these things. This doesn't happen with just one party. And I think you guys all know that, but this is, this is good stuff. This can really unstuck, get you unstuck if you're stuck here. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So let us encourage you be a great forgiver. Mm -hmm. You and I, and a good confessor, a good confessor confessor too. We've all been forgiven in the end. Haven't we all been forgiven of so much, so much. Uh, It's in, it was an insurmountable debt. And we don't deserve it. That we we don't deserve the love and the acceptance and the forgiveness of God. And the Bible says freely you have received mm-hmm. and we have. so freely give. Mm-hmm. Let's be forgiving people. God bless mm-hmm. you family. Uh, we love you and remember every day that your marriage really does matter. Mm-hmm. God Bye-bye. bless you. Bye-bye.